thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to tonight's edition of Bible News Radio. We're going to let this song, As For Me In My House, by John Waller play as all the social media platforms roll stuff out. So let's... Uh, Engage in this. Do me a favor. Share this show out or whatever platform you're on. And uh, let's get into a mindset. We got a lot of interesting things to share with you tonight. Yeah, we do. It's going to be good. So thanks for tuning in. Glad you're here. Seeking worthless idols. And make this your prayer because this comes from scripture. Sheep, we have all gone astray. We must choose. This, day, this is it. Who we will serve as for me.
John Waller's song, As for Me and My House. By the way, that's a verse from the scripture, uh, which is very powerful. Yeah, it is. All right, so today what we're going to do is, today is August 8th. Tonight what we're going to do is we're going to recap a little bit of what happened in our show last night. And then we have some very stunning footage to share with you. Uh, Actually, two two videos we're going to share with you. Um, One video is coming out of California from Pastor Rob McCoy. Uh, last night, he gave a an urgent update about what's going on in his church. Uh, he's been served by a judge, a restraining order to open his church, if you can believe that. And the other footage comes from 1969 from G. Edward Griffin, who happens to be the famous author of uh, Creature at Jekyll Island. If you've never read that book, it's like this thick. So it would be a long book to read, but I listened to it on Audible this is audible. <laughs> anyway, if you don't know what that book is about, it's about the establishment of the Federal Reserve and how... Which is neither federal nor a reserve. Right. And how it's just, you know, it's like this secret arm of our government that's really not part of our government, but somehow it plays a big part in our government. Well, it loans money to our government. Yeah. It's, it's the notes that we... The money that we, if we carry cash, is, is the Federal Reserve note. Yeah. 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 So this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. Right. Yeah. Backed by nothing but the um, the decree of the Federal Reserve Bank. Right. Again, which isn't a United States government institution and is not a reserve of anything, any kind of precious metals or anything. Yeah. So let's go ahead. I'm going to, I want to clear something up. Okay. Cause gosh, you would not believe the people who are a little bit ticked off at me. I mean, more than normal, you know, just saying <laughs> like, how could you be mad at me people? <laughs> All right. So last night on my Facebook page, I posted quote, California governor Gavin Newsom has banned any Bible studies or worship in private homes. And Trent Sheldon, 7 p.m. Central Time. Okay, anyway. Every time I name my show, I have to name it to get people interested in coming into my show. That particular title, however, with the exception of Anne Trent Sheldon, who was the, the, the interview I played, which, by the way, got so little interest, which I'm really surprised by, but whatever. Um, but the first part, man, I had some people on my Facebook page get really upset with me, actually attack me, a couple of them. Um, about what I what I wrote, which was actually a direct quote from an article that I read, um, and we read two full press releases that actually addressed these issues. And so, being the responsible, sweet person that I am, what I'm going to tell you is that we're going to try to clarify this because, first of all, one of my errors is that. Not everybody who's a friend of mine on Facebook watches our show. In fact, most people on my Facebook page could give a rip about what we do. They don't care. Um, the, the main people that really like our show actually really care about what's going on. Uh, and they, they understand what we do. And I'm used to being misunderstood. I'm used to being attacked by people, especially liberal Christians. And I'm, I'm used to people misconstruing what I say. I, don't, I mean, that's part of the job, right? So people are mad. 
because they think I stated an untruth, which I didn't. I did not state a lie. Uh, and anybody who watches this show with any regularity and for any length of time knows that if I ever make a mistake, I'm the first person to admit it and then fix it. Right. And I mean, that's why I've had people like Scott watch our show like for 15 years, practically the whole time we've been doing it. Why? Because they know that if I make an error, I'm going to go ahead and fix it. So here my quote error is, is basically not drawing a, you know, very simple elementary picture of what's going on because, because the COVID-19, um, website has actually, it has conflicting info on it. Because if you read one part of it, it looks like, oh, you can go do this, this, and this. But then if you read the fine print over here, it that's basically where what we stated last night boldly was, you know, people are like, that say that, that say that. I live in California. I should know. Well, I'm sorry. I, I grew up in, I spent more of my life in California than anywhere. So uh, I know California and I happen to know Governor Newsom is... Um, is a scoundrel. I mean that in the nicest way possible. You know, he is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi. You did know that, right? And he has been doing some pretty nefarious things. But anyway, aside from that, not to, ta not to attack the man's character, the things that are in this are completely unconstitutional. And the underlying reason we're bringing this to you is because religious freedom is under attack. And it's not just in California. It's it's in other states, like we actually mentioned last night, five different states. There are lawsuits pending because of what's going on with the COVID thing, which frankly, I think is, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. But Randall, do you want to go ahead and make some clarifications? Sure. As the husband decides to clean up the mess the wife no, made. No, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm just a little, not a little upset with people. Oh, it doesn't say that. And right. basically calling you a liar that is that is not too cool right well, well the thing we... is, the thing is though is that anybody that knows me knows i wouldn't sit behind this microphone and say stuff that's not true because i have enough people calling me out i mean if i make a mistake about anything i could say one word wrong somebody will message me i'm i'm used to that so it's like oh you said that wrong yeah i did i mispronounced ruin it's <laughs> rune no, I'm just kidding. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Will you find on any, the Governor California Newsom, you know, Governor Newsom's website, or the California COVID-19 website, will you find the verbiage that says, thou shalt not have a Bible study, or you will go to jail, or thou shalt go to jail, or no. or you shall go. No, it's not there. It's not and, there. Well, it doesn't say that, so don't, don't just stop spreading that stuff. And Anyway, I don't know. I shouldn't mock people like that. Go ahead. It's fine. Uh, Better you do it, because they won't get mad at you. They just get mad at me. Have you ever noticed I'm the one that gets all the attacks? You you go, nobody attacks you. All right. But anyway, go ahead. You, you all right. fix it. Fix the mess that I made. All right. Um, let me <laughs> make a mess. I know. All right. I'm just taking personal responsibility for people's not reading the fine print. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let me do this. Okay. All right. On the covid19.ca.gov website, especially to slash stay dash home dash except dash for dash essential dash needs, uh, covid19.california.gov stay 
home except for essential needs, that page of the California COVID-19 website, there are these facts and can I get a haircut and stuff like that. Um, I need a haircut. Yeah. And just so you know that I'm not, you know, I'm not pulling this out of, you know, I'm not, this isn't stuff from just a, something I typed up. Um, I took some time rather than scroll through the site and expand this and expand that. Uh, on that site, you will find this verbiage here. That indoor gatherings continue to be prohibited at this time. Um, let me move that over a little bit for you there. And, and it says some outdoor gatherings are no longer legally prohibited. Okay, so what's a gathering? Okay, well, a gathering. Uh, apparently, okay, better make sure you get that right or Don Morris will let me know. Yeah. I can't remember. This is the is this the California site or the or the the first the San one Mateo. Me, it's the San whatever site. San Dimas, I think. No, not San Dimas. Okay. Let, let me. Better get this right, or somebody's gonna write yeah. you. All right, the, the Santa Clara you. County site. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me let me hit the California site first. Got to get these things in order here. Um, on the Cal the COVID-19 California Gov site, as you see here highlighted, the public state health directors now do not prohibit in-person outdoor faith-based services. That outdoor is key. And all other gatherings are prohibited until further notice. Well, it's a gathering. Um and then that's when there are 39 counties there were yesterday that were on the counties or the state's monitoring list of counties that are monitoring. And just like any legalese, there's special things that go into effect if your county has been on the state monitor list for three or more days. And it happens to be like 75% <laughs> of the state that's on the monitoring. Basically, if you live in California, you live in one of those counties. Um, right. You know, Los Angeles, Riverside, Orange County, uh, Imperial County, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, basically, where most of the population is, those are the counties that have been on the monitoring list for uh, three or more days. And so Santa Clara County is one of those counties, and they have spelled it out. Um, if you go to the... You probably can't see it there in the pinkish color. But they sum it up. Um, uh, the state health officer has generally prohibited gatherings of all kinds statewide with limited exceptions for worship services. Okay, what are those limited exceptions? Well, look at that. Cultural ceremonies like weddings and funerals and protest activities. On July 13, 2020, the state health officer ordered the closure of all indoor worship services and indoor protest activities in Santa Clara County, along with the 30-some other counties that are on that uh, monitoring list. And you can see the statewide public health officer order here. We go through the multiple pages of that. But we've got other things to get to in this show. Um, we see that outdoor worship services and outdoor protests are subject to the mandatory requirements in this directive which is about the whole wear mask and six feet and stuff like that. Now here's this section here, and it's kind of small. So I promise you, I promise you, this here 
It's just that section blown up where you can read it and highlighted. It's not made up. It's right from the site. It says, accordingly, all indoor gatherings continue to be prohibited at this time. Well, what's a, what's a gathering? Well, it defines it for us here. A gathering is an event, assembly, meeting, or convening that brings together multiple people from several households into a single space, indoors or outdoors, at the same time in a coordinated fashion, like a wedding, banquet, conference, religious service, festival, fair party, performance, barbecue, protest, or picnic. So you people living in one of these 30-some counties, you can't have people over to your house for barbecue legally. Um, but, uh, you know, religious service is mentioned in those what a gathering is. Well, a Bible study, that's not a religious service. I guess that's between you and the resting officer or the, or the judge that went, you know, that used a bench warrant for your arrest. You take it up with them. But with the letter of the law, anything, any kind of indoor gathering in your house that's from people of different households, whether it's for a, whether it's for a religious service or a party or a barbecue, if you're in one of these counties, then, then you're, you know, effectively breaking the law. So will you find thou shalt not have a Bible study or thou shalt go to jail written out? No. But it's one of those things, religious services, barbecues, performances, whatever. If you have one of these gatherings indoors, it's not just your immediate, you know, they're from separate households in the same place at the same time. You are effectively breaking the law. Yeah. And you know what? There are snitches among you. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if you're living in California and you happen to be living next door to a snitch who's going to go ahead and report you, just be aware. I mean, yeah, well, anyway, we'll get we'll get further into that in a, in a little bit. But thank you for clarifying that because that is the issue. Okay, the greater issue. Okay, who is this? I don't know who that is. Okay, the greater issue is that... Um, Really, what's under attack here is religious freedom. And for 16 years, I've done my show. For eight, eight years, I wrote about Christian persecution for the largest Christian ministry in the world, the Voice of the Martyrs. So I know a little bit about, about Christian persecution. The same time, I was writing that blog for eight years. Uh, I also was on the forefront of the social issues like the promotion of homosexuality, the promotion of abortion, the promotion of um, just flat out immorality in our culture. In fact, if you're on my YouTube channel later, you can go and put in there, you can type in the marketing of homosexuality to America and I have eight or nine videos in there. It's, I didn't even finish the series because I just got sidetracked with other stuff. But there's like eight hours at least of video that I did taking the book After the Ball, which was written by two homosexual activists. And I outlined how they marketed homosexuality to America using their source material. Not the far-right Christian, right? You know, people that, you know, are claiming that this stuff is happening. No, I actually use the source material. And that, frankly, the, the gay agenda, that's old news. That is so, 
That is so old news. Because when you look at what's how the demantling of this stuff has happened in our country, you have God taken out of schools. You got the abortion being legalized. Then you have the promotion of sodomy and homosexuality throughout the land, gay marriage, etc. Then you have Islam coming in and infiltrating the church. And then you got the laying down of socialism and Marxism, or right now the issue with Black Lives Matters and the intentional um, disruption of our culture where there are things happening right now, right under your nose that some of you are watching and you're freaking out about, but eventually it's going to be all over America because that's part of the plan. My purpose as a watchwoman on the wall here is to bring it out and say, all right, people, if you're a person of faith, you have an option and the option is you either serve the Lord or you don't. Right? There is no middle ground when you're a Christian. You're either all in or you're not. And I'm trying to warn the church in America, and I've been doing this for a long time, okay? But now it is here, and pastors are this close to being arrested. And we're going to show you a pastor right now, Pastor Rob McCoy, who was just served by a judge to shut his church. And he did this video last night august 7th 2020 so let's watch it this is in california by the way does this thing start in a minute or so Happy Friday evening, everybody. Um, some of you are probably tuning in today, wondering what happened with the court hearing. And, um, well, it was an interesting day, to say the least. Um, I have in my hand the Superior Court of California, County of Ventura. And the judge heard our case today. Uh, basically, uh, the county uh, wanted to establish an emergency TRO, temporary restraining order, against God speak, primarily myself, and as it will list in the orders, one to 1,000 does, which is uh, congregants or visitors that would darken the doors of this church, they're going to give you a citation. And they were asking for this, according to Dr. Robert Levin, MD, who is the health officer of Ventura County. And this was instigated in a 3-2 vote by our county supervisors. Uh, the folks that voted in favor of us were Kelly Long and Bob Huber, but the one who instigated it was um, Supervisor Linda Parks, who is our supervisor here in Thousand Oaks. And she was joined by Supervisor Steve Bennett and also John Zaragoza. And uh, Supervisor Parks, uh, her desire, she doesn't want to make me a martyr, so she wants to make sure that a thousand of our congregants will be cited. And I think that that's an interesting way to approach it. Um, and then in addition, uh, they didn't want to have this on their hands or be politically affiliated with it, so they... Um, used county money to hire uh, attorneys the, to then litigate it with the judge and the judge would give the order and now the onus falls with the judge that if we violate it, we go to the court and we are no longer in the hands of the supervisors. And so that's their way of politically expediting their responsibility. It's an interesting way and it's, it's, a, it's a game. Now, interestingly enough, uh, both the news agencies of Ventura County Star and the Acorn called me before the... Um, 
what they, what they would call a closed session meeting, and I've participated in those as a city councilman. Our, our county board of supervisors had a closed session meeting. Uh, interestingly enough that the Star and the Acorn both knew what the outcome would be because Supervisor Parks had tweeted previously. And Supervisor Parks has been well aware of us meeting as we've been doing since May 31st, but somehow uh, an emergency restraining order was required. We, prevent, pre we presented our evidentiary uh, articles to the judge. He had read them all. He said he was very concerned with religious liberty and the First Amendment. And then at the conclusion of our hearing, uh, which I believe our council presented an, uh, an amazing case, and we, we quite honestly asked, what is the emergency since the county has known this? And um, they didn't have a good answer, and what they said was not factually true, but it wasn't tested according to our evidentiary and what we are on record as stating. And we also have that evidence that the, not only were the sheriff's department and the, the uh, supervisory board aware of us meeting, um, but still the judge awarded the county uh, this temporary restraining order, emergency temporary, temporary restraining order that pro prohibits us from meeting in the church. If we do, we're fined. Even though we stated to the judge that for us to meet in a park would be impossible, 1,500 people, what park? Secondly, uh, we've had threats here and protesters, so our people would be in danger. And then in addition, a member of our own staff has a sun allergy, which is an ADA issue, and that was just overlooked. And we had presented the idea that one one hundredth of one percent of the population of Ventura County, uh, that's the death rate. Tragic as it is, the little over 80 of our citizens who have died. But the part that we're taking into consideration is that businesses have been shuttered. Sixty five percent of our restaurants won't reopen. Family businesses have been destroyed. Our children have been shuttered out of schools. The, the trauma upon them, and as we've had psychologist Dr. Sean A. Anderson and a number of others come and share the ramifications of these draconian measures. And then in addition, our county supervisors, especially the three I listed, which is Linda Parks and John Zaragoza and Steve Bennett, releasing convicts into our streets. And now they're coming to arrest Christians who want to worship God. What's happened in America? We haven't had one case, one case of COVID-19 in our church. We've been open since May 31st. We presented all the issues. We've looked at the data. We've had 130 hours of live stream with over seven doctors testifying. We've done our homework and yet we're silenced. And that brings us to the place where we are now. As a church, we have been ordered by the judge to remain closed. This building by judge's orders is not to be occupied by Rob McCoy or one to a thousand does. And I, I, I wish it didn't have to come to this. I really do. But we will be violating the judge's order. We will be open this Sunday. Now, I don't, I don't know what that means as far as who's going to stop us, but we're planning on having services at, a ni at 9, 11, and 1. We're going to keep worshiping God. If they seek to arrest me and the thousand of you, it's almost like uh, the first thousand get a prize. You get a citation. Uh, it's a misdemeanor. You want to be one of the thousand? Come. Um, Supervisor Parks thinks that you won't because she thinks that, that, that trying to avoid me being a martyr and the shame that no one else is going to show up because we're too afraid of, of their draconian measures and that they somehow have this authority over us. I understand Supervisor Parks is afraid, but as we saw with Dr. Sean A. Anderson last night, looking at what motivates fear, their fear does not remove our rights. And more importantly, this, this, our rights are secondary. What I am declaring is the fact that as we saw last night, 
a five times greater suicide rate for those who can't go to church. Why would you do that to us? Why these measures? The, the, county's, the, the county's cure is worse than the danger of the virus itself for how it's devastated our community. And now you're telling us we can't worship God when there hasn't been a single case. I've been tested. I'm negative. We'll, we'll give plenty of testimony, but we weren't given that chance. Arbitrarily, we're shut down. And so we'll be open. I wish it didn't have to come to this. We never wanted it. But it was Supervisor Linda Parks who pushed this. And, and I'm sad because I actually, I like her as a person. I, I, I think highly of her. The way that she cared for the community during the fires and during the borderline shooting. She's a remarkably resilient woman. But I don't understand why she would do this and target us. And so we're going to do what we're going to do. And I wanted to share that with you. Um, so come to church. And if you're one of the first thousand, you win a prize. You will get a citation. It will be a misdemeanor. It'll go on your record. Be mindful of that. Um, and if we continue doing that, there's likely jail. I, I don't want to go to that. I really kind of enjoy being a part of the community. I didn't know that this community releases criminals and then arrests pastors and congregants. When's it going to stop? And how far are they allowed to go? Because as of today, it's over. It stops right here. Do what you're going to do. And judge, I, I want to respect you, but you do not understand that, that this is what means the world to us. And you, you said you believed in religious liberty, and yet you, you, you came out and said on a scale of 1 to 10, this is a 10. And, you, and there's no evidentiary issue with our congregation creating any danger to this community. And you cited you didn't even let us speak, me, offered to. And why the emergency? Why couldn't we have at least gone to Tuesday to talk about it? And now you're going to silence us till August 31st. We, we want to worship, and we're going to worship. And, and, I, and with all due respect, understanding that you worked hard to be that judge, and we're grateful for what you do in this case, we're going to worship the Lord. Our community desperately needs this. It's, it's critical to us. We are essential. And you say, why can't we meet outside? I covered that. Death threats. We have ADA issues with folks that are allergic. We laid that out. We gave that case. And where are we going to put 1,500 people? So keep us in prayer. Come out and join us. I know that there's going to be a, a lot of people coming out. We've been getting calls from all over the country. I, my phone has never been this busy, ever, even including uh, the time with the borderline, the tragedy of the borderline, and what we face with the fires as a council member. I've never seen my phone this busy. And these are folks that are really tired of the overreach of government. And so, please come out and support us. Uh, that's going to conclude this urgent update. Please get this into hands of everybody. Uh, we have, we've actually been contacted by the White House. This is going national. I mean, I'm, we're getting calls from all over the place how serious this is. And I never wanted the county to, to be in the spotlight or to be the epicenter of all this. We just wanted to go to church. So please keep us in prayer. We'll keep you updated. We'll be here tomorrow night as well. And uh, Sunday, 9, 11, and 1. Uh, tonight on our live stream, we've got Neil Mammon. He's an author, amazing historian, great guy. And he, he's actually a, a member of a church up in Northern California, San Jose, that's facing the same consequences we are. 
and he's going to be on our live stream tonight. So we're going to end here and we'll pick up with the live stream. There you go, people. You know, bareface. I was thinking um, before before that. Do you remember? It was about a little over a year ago. You remember when the Harvest Crusade was targeted? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was Greg Glory. You know, he every year he goes down the Anaheim Stadium or whatever they call it these days, and they do the Harvest Crusade, and he was targeted like a year. So this is. This is an encroachment. They've been slowly going after the biblical pastors in California that, you know, are preaching the gospel. But you know, what are your thoughts? Well, it's, it's about hell, Stacey. Don't, don't, does the pastor care about, he just wants people to die. Is that it? He's careless with, you know, that's, it seems like that's uh, something that came to mind. Yeah. And it seemed, it seemed kind of left field, but. The Spanish flu, late 19th century, early 20th century, that was at the height of the Industrial Revolution. What if, what if, and millions died the Spanish flu, what if the government instead of that time, in order to keep everybody safe, everybody safe, we need to shut down the economy. We need to shut down the railroads, you know, because people from different places getting in small train cars, is gonna. we need to... We need to shut. We can't have people working in factories. Basically, what's happened <laughs> this year? That where would we be today if at the height of you know when you know um, maybe you know Greenpeace be happy you know the Earth worshippers would, would say we'd be in a better place. But the things that we enjoy today, like this live stream, I don't know if we'd be at this place if. All that had been shut down during the Spanish flu. And is COVID-19 is a real thing. But the, like he mentioned, the cure is worse than the threat. Right. You know, we've got 65% of restaurants in their county that will never reopen. Okay, well, so they were rich, fat cats with their restaurants anyway. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in the restaurant business with very slim margins. And that restaurant maybe was bringing in, you know, $2,000 a day, but I bet their expenses were something like $1,900 a day. Um, you know, and, but it's not just the restaurant owners, it's the people that worked there out of a job. And that's like an entry-level job for a lot of people, you know, in high school, college, you know, the, the, this, the, the, you know, we've had the U.S. government put out two trillion dollars in one month which is typically what they usually spend in a year and drive us further into debt but uh, yeah we're you know we, we can't have a barbecue in your house if you're in one of these counties in california we can have it outdoors you just can't invite anybody inside as soon as you do you're breaking the law um you know no sorts of indoor activities worship service shut down it just um Et cetera, et cetera. It's just, it's just, it's, it's dismantling the fabric of society economically, spiritually, socially. It's all, and I'm not saying the disease isn't a real thing. It's just a convenient, it's a convenient uh, vehicle uh, to for uh, for the Marxist elites uh, to, you know. 
tear down the structure of well you know and here's the thing here's here's the thing that i think is interesting is um like what he said about about the judge basically gonna arrest the first thousand or give them a misdemeanor yeah how many of you out there if you lived in california you would be going to that church tomorrow and getting that misdemeanor damn right Ugh. you know what i would drive from orange county to ventura <laughs> To stand with that pastor because, first of all, do you know how hard it is or what courage and backbone it takes for a pastor to do that? Uh, I'm going to tell you something. It's the pastors who are real shepherds who are the ones standing and doing it. The other fluffy pastors, so-called pastors, are nothing but hirelings and, and wolves in sheep's clothing. And they don't care about the flock. Uh, you know? Can I read some comments from YouTube? Yeah, go ahead. I I see them, so go go for it. All right. Um. Um. Carol says things like this, even if you if they don't happen where you live, set the precedent for litigation all over the country. Right. Yeah, as, well, as you were talking about, so as talking California about goes, so, so goes leads, the rest of the country. That's right. So leads the nation. I yeah, mean, right. And um, and I love it. Kim said later on, he says, yes, the virus is a real thing, but they are inflating the numbers, plus there's a lot of false positives. And then you throw in it, you know, that uh, right. the, the hospitals and the clinics get paid $30,000 or whatever to say that it's a death due to COVID. And right. Danielle over here on Periscope, she's, she's saying here, um, it's illegal for the government to do this. Yes. yes. That's exactly the point. The point <laughs> is, this is tyranny. Yeah. And the point is, is we have religious or, you know, the Alliance Defend Defending Freedom and Liberty Council. These organizations are going to bat for these pastors who have the backbone to stand up. Jack Hibbs is another one. Um, you know, we mentioned last night, there's five states, Kentucky, California, Illinois, I think is one. Michigan, I think, is one. I can't remember what the other one is. But but it's just like they did with homosexual marriage. Mm -hmm. They did certain things. It's the same thing they're doing. Very similar. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's some things that are allowed. You, yep. know, you can go to, you know, you can do, I don't know, California, certain takeout restaurant, whatever. And those are things where you don't know who you're going to run into. I mean, where the I'd say the risk is higher. If you if you belong to a congregation, it's probably people that you know and you're voluntarily going there. You know, the the risk is self-assumed. Where the things that are permissive, per, you know, not prohibited are are permitted are are really more dangerous because it is people from that didn't know each other, they don't know where they've been, who they've been exposed to, and right. you're allowed to come in contact with them, and well, that's a greater risk. Do you remember? The and it's and it's and it's it's more than you know voluntary. I mean, you got to eat or whatever if you go to a supermarket. It's not like right. Do you remember the end of God's Not Dead 2? The pastor was arrested. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Because he didn't turn over his sermon notes, which reflected what happened in Houston That's a few right. years back. A few years ago. Remember that? Do you guys remember that? I know Kim remembers it mm -hmm. when the pastors, you know, had to give over their sermon notes and they were being, you know, kind of looked at because of that. So, look, there, there's so many layers to this. The bottom line is 
God, I believe God is separating the wheat from the tares. I believe that the pastors, they now is their their time to stand or fall. And the the believer, and this is what I've been preaching lately, the believer that's going to stand is going to be in God's word. And that's why I told you, and I have been telling you this, I've been telling you this for a couple of years, get your Bible and read it and memorize it and hide a copy of it somewhere because... Don't be surprised in a year or two or three or who knows, maybe even 10 years. I don't know. It's coming. They want your, they, they're trying to take God away from you. And I know some of you think, oh, you're absolutely out of your freaking mind. Well, you can believe what you want, <laughs> but that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to stop God and they're trying to stop God's people. The good news though, is that's never going to happen. But we may get an opportunity to like put our faith to the test and, and either get the opportunity to go to jail, die for our faith, or maybe, you know, Randall and I were talking about this earlier, maybe get raptured, you know, as a result. Because I think we are so close and there's so much in Bible prophecy right now that's being fulfilled. Uh, mm. You know, even our pastor was talking about the red heifer, you know, mm. that's out there right now. There's three of them. Mm-hmm. If they can, if that red heifer is validated that what I'm going to tell you is that temple, you know, the rabbis I know over in Israel have told me, Hey, we're just waiting for the word within 20 minutes. We can have that sacrifice done. Mm-hmm. When that happens, you guys, you think that the prophecy time clock is ticking. Mm-hmm. Now we're like right here mm-hmm. and the church can be taken out like that. And the rest of the judgment's coming in. So, which leads me to this video. One of my friends from uh, networking, yeah, just, just real quick, yeah, yeah, Carol on YouTube said we dumped tea into the harbor for less. Yes. Over less. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, taxation, not representation. That was enough to, you know, uh, and yeah, far less than this. And, uh, you know, people say you're nuts. You know, they're going to come for your Bible, whatever. You're, you're out of your mind. I well, bet you, I bet you 57 years ago, if, if you had said they're going to take prayer out of schools. And they're not even allowed prayer in school. They'd be people. Ah, oh, you're crazy. Yeah, uh, take Bibles out of out of the school. Nah, that's never gonna happen. Shoes of Peace in Periscope said, "I had a warning dream about red and black garbled uh, soldiers searching for Bibles in our homes." Mm-hmm. You know what's really weird is I have had some dreams in the last couple of months. I have, I don't even think I've told Randall about these dreams, but they have been they have been. I believe warning dreams about the persecution that's going to be coming. And I've talked about this for so long. But anyway, so a friend of mine uh, sent me this video. So this is uh, G. Edward Griffin, who wrote the book um, Creature on Jekyll Island, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. Huh? From Jekyll Island. Okay, from Jekyll Island. And um, so... Oh, I love it. When Randall corrects me. Sorry. I hate it when he corrects me, people. Oh, I just I just wanted them to be able to... I guess they would have by found the, the way, book by themselves. By the way, speaking of bare face, I have to tell you something about my handsome, hunky husband. <sighs> Next week, we are not doing a show on Saturday, people. I have pulled the plug on Bible News Radio on August 15th, 2020. We are not doing a show next Saturday. You can mark that on your calendar. You know why? I'll tell you why. 
because 28 years ago, August 15, 2020, I said I would marry that handsome, hunky, money, honey, <laughs> handsome, you can do it. handsome, hunky husband of mine <laughs> when he had no gray hair. And uh, it's our anniversary, so we decided we're not going to do our show. Sorry. Not sorry. Uh, <laughs> but we, we will do a show on Sunday. Um, but just so you know, you can take, we're taking Saturday off. Maybe we'll do a show in the middle of the week. I don't know. But, um, but G. Edward Griffin, if you have never read that book, The Creature, The Creature from Jekyll Island, is that right? Yes. Okay. Get it on Audible. It's a big book, but you can get it on Audible. It's a classic. It's actually very well done. Uh, this is G. Edward Griffin in 1969. Just so you know. I was born in 1968. I'll be 52 this year. So this is what, like 51 years old, this footage? Listen to what he has to say in this video and then think about what's going on in America today. I think, I think you might see some parallels or you might go, huh, I wonder if this is a coincidence. This is going on. Check it out. All right, let's make sure get the audio there. And bye. Here we go. Early as 1928, the communists declared that the racial differences among our people constituted the weakest and most vulnerable point in our social fabric. By constantly probing and straining at this one spot, they calculated that eventually the cloth could be torn apart and that Americans could be divided, weakened, and perhaps even set against each other in open combat. We mustn't kid ourselves into thinking that the communists have placed their agitators only into the black communities. They're working both sides of the street. They want hatred, violence, and bloodshed between the races, and they don't care how they get it or whom they use, even children if necessary. Here is a book that I think ought to be in every home library. It's entitled Color, Communism, and Common Sense by Manning Johnson. He joined the party as a young man because he honestly believed that the communists were trying to improve the conditions of his people. He was a dedicated communist, and eventually he rose to one of the highest ranks. But after many years, he discovered that instead they were merely planning to use his people in a bloody revolution to destroy America. And when he woke up to this, he dropped out of the party and devoted the rest of his life trying to alert his fellow citizens of all races to the true nature of the Communist Party as he knew it to be from the inside. Manning Johnson said, Black rebellion was what Moscow wanted. Bloody racial conflict would split America. During the confusion, demoralization and panic would set in. Then finally the Reds say, Workers stop work. Many of them seize arms by attacking arsenals. Street fights become frequent. Under the leadership of the Communist Party, the workers organized revolutionary committees to be in command of the uprising. Armed workers seized the principal government offices, invade the residences of the president and his cabinet members, arrest them, declare the old regime abolished, establish their own power. Now, here is a piece of vicious communist propaganda that perhaps some of you have seen. It's called The Crusader. It's written by Robert F. Williams one of the organizers of the Revolutionary Action Movement. In this issue of the Crusader, the communists call not only for extensive chaos within the cities, but for putting to the torch every village, every forest, every field, and every barn. The plan is for raging fires from one city to the next. The reason? 
Well, first there's the value of sheer destruction. Secondly, it would force us to deploy our defenses and rescue units over the widest possible area. The communists point out that as long as our police and National Guard remain concentrated, they're invincible. But if they can be forced to spread out over the entire city and into the countryside as well, then they can be picked off from ambush one by one. And the third value of massive fire to the communists is psychological. The average American, they say, soft and decadent, when he sees billows of black smoke rising from one horizon to the other, when at night the only light he has to see by is the flickering red from flames leaping into the sky, he'll become paralyzed with fear and panic. He'll run away and hide and do nothing to interfere with the guerrilla bands as they strike at the community's power centers. The Crusader explains how to set up sniper units in crowded metropolitan areas, how to manufacture jumbo Molotov cocktails, the gallon jug size, and how to mix the gasoline with certain ingredients to make it burn like napalm, how to pour gasoline into utility manholes in the streets to set fire to the main telephone cables, how to put sulfur tips from matches into air conditioning units and blow up large buildings, how to ignite gas mains and oil storage tanks. It explains how radio-controlled model airplanes can be used to fly explosive charges over heavily guarded fences into gasoline storage areas or munition stockpiles. It even calls for infiltration into the National Guard units, revolutionaries posing as non-militants for the purpose of getting free military training and for gaining access to critical military supplies and heavy weapons. And then, finally, Robert Williams says this. Any all-out minority revolution must create a state of crisis wherein almost all of the male population would be forced to remain in their homes to protect their property and families. The middle class is very large, but it is not accustomed to deprivation and terror. Because of its affluence, it has waxed soft. It has no stomach for massive fire, blood, and violence. The motive force behind its life drive is its endless pursuit of prestige, conspicuous consumption, and sensual pleasure. A few years of violent, sporadic, and highly destructive uprisings will set the stage for the grand finale. After the stage is properly set through protracted struggle, America could be brought to her knees in 90 days of highly organized, fierce fighting, sabotage, and massive firestorm. Ladies and gentlemen, the plans and preparations for a communist revolution of force and violence are far advanced. The organization behind these preparations has almost unlimited financial resources, and it provides both training and leadership based upon years of experience in many other countries. Our enemies are deadly serious about their task. And it's nothing short of national suicide for us to continue to ignore their plans and their progress. The violent revolution becomes of primary value to the communists to the extent to which it can be used to condition the masses psychologically to accept the nonviolent revolution, which is offered supposedly as the only alternative. Hoping to avoid further violence and bloodshed, the public is to be pressured into accepting measures that will move the country gradually and legally toward communism, but without calling it that. The strategy of the proletarian revolution calls for the quiet conversion of our government 
into a communist regime, but under the banner of socialism. Well, what is socialism? All right, let's define it. According to the dictionary, socialism is a political concept based upon the principle of government ownership and control of property, the means of production, and the avenues of commerce. Under socialism, those who run the government, and the communists are confident that in America they eventually will be the ones who do so, those who run the government will know who is to get something and who has to wait, and that represents control over human beings. What has all this to do with the communist revolution in America? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it has everything to do with it because the building of socialism is the communist revolution in America. It represents the process whereby our country can be moved gradually toward communism without the people even being aware of it. No matter what grievance we may have, real or imagined, no matter what national problems we may face, the communists seize upon these as excuses to build socialism. They have one and only one solution for all problems. More government, more government, and then more and more until it's total government. And forgive me for saying it one more time. Total government is... Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think of that, huh? By the way, I want to let you know, I looked up the book Color Communism and what was it? Uh, Color Communism and Common Sense. And they actually have an original copy of this over on Amazon for just under $1,000. Um, and then there is a 2013 version of it that looks like is available. It looks like there's two for $20.66 and there's one for $37.95. Quick, go buy it today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you, people who don't know history are doomed to uh, repeat it, right, people? Yep. All right, which, by the way, let me let me uh, th also throw that throw this out here. Um, I wanted to, wanted to um, let you know, if you don't know, we are now a nonprofit. Yeah, we are. We're a nonprofit organization, Heart Tug International. So if you want to donate to our show and help what we do, um, we would love you for it. All you have to do is go over to biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. The PayPal button down there is linked to our new Heart Tug International donation button. Um, Randall and I would, could really use your support given everything that we're trying to do. Um, your support is important. And now it's tax deductible. I love saying that. Oh gosh, it took forever, 16 years to get that thing done. Uh, so that's why I'm super excited. So if you want to become a pillar of our community, set up a monthly donation to go through there, then um, then you'll get a tax break for it, which is be super cool. And you'll be helping us out too. Um, we do have some expenses that we have here and, um, you know, appreciate your help if you, if you like what we do. Okay. The other thing is please share the show with a friend, you know, tag a couple of people on the show, on the video, on YouTube, on Facebook. If you don't mind sharing it out, because you guys know we're being censored everywhere. It's not just us. I mean, we're a little peon Christian ministry compared to, like, the bigger ministries. Uh, if we have more money, we could advertise. Uh, that's what your donation will help us with when you do that. It will help us promote the show and get more visibility so that more people can hear what we do. Because I guarantee you guys, you're rare. Most people don't think 
the way if you're tuning into this show you're not tuning into a different show (laughs) that was profound and quotable i might add just so you know yeah actually but but that's (laughs) that's if you're not tuning into the show you're not tuning into the show shut up it's just (laughs) all right i'm tired people just so you know uh but anyway so would you what'd you think of that video you're asking me I'm I'm asking, what'd you all think? Wait, let's see if there's any comments over here on Periscope. I have, like, a lot of comments over here. So, she was a piece. Janet said, for the weapons of our warfare are not cardinal, carnal of the flesh, but mighty and spiritual pulling down of strongholds by prayer. Mm-hmm. That's right. We can defeat them, Danielle says. Thank you, says TR Fun Guy. Pastor Herb came in and, um, you know all that oh by the way i should tell you if you are not in our daily disciples facebook group part of the reason that we're we have that group is because every day we're in the word and this is what i'm looking for if you're in that group i want some volunteers you know i want you guys to begin building yourself up and being bold and sharing the gospel with people so what i'm proposing is if you're in that group uh and you want to take a daily psalm you know, I've been reading the Psalms one one day and you know one a day uh, to keep us all in the Word together collectively. Um, if you'd like to take a day and read a Psalm, like today, my friend Stacy, she's going to be in here in a little bit. She's going to be reading Psalm 14 for us. Uh, then I would love to put you in the lineup, right? If you want to do something once a week or every other week or or something, just let me know. We're going to continue it through the Psalms. It's Psalm 119. Who's going to read that? <laughs> I think Psalm 119 will be broken up for like a week at least because it's a pretty long psalm. But the point is, if you want to do that letter. and and stand up inside that that and get on your get on your video and read a psalm and encourage the other believers in there, then do it. Because I'm going to tell you something, and this is the last thing I'm going to tell you about this. Um, get on my text message list. Okay, you see it down there. It's it's text Bible News to three three two two two. Get on that that list. That's where I communicate with everybody. Um, and you know what? Write down the phone numbers of your friends that are believers. Get their address um, because there there may be a time in the not too distant future where they're going to try to cut us off from social media, and they're also going to try to control things with the church gathering together and i'm not i'm not trying to be a fear monger but this is there's a reason there's an underground church in north korea and china and other places and you know america's here bareface uh facebook uh john rush says let's see if california shuts the lights off on any church during service which they've threatened to do yeah that if you meet then we're gonna cut off services you know water and electricity mary henry asked what was the name of the video again i'm not sure which video if she's talking about the one with the g uh g edward Edward griffin Griffin. um so mary it it was the well i can send it to you on facebook (laughs) she just said i haven't figured out what time pacific time you're reading psalms did we share screen or do you record it um, or do you record it? Or we, do you record it? Or do you record it? We go live <laughs> in Facebook, and then it records it in there. So whatever time you want to do whatever it. Whatever time you want to do it. Yeah. 
I, you know, me doing it with my nutty schedule is like, okay, I try to do it in between my networking meetings and pickleball and, and doing other stuff like Bible study for people. <laughs> it's like, ah, you know, it's my schedule is it's set in certain ways, but not in other ways. So that's why I was thinking it'd be great if I had other believers in there, you know, taking a day, just like kind of modeling it after my call that I do every day in the morning with Legal Shield. Um, is is you know, I'm on this call, but at five days a week, it's not the same person leading that call. It's five different people that lead a call every yeah, day. Yeah, so just do it yourself. Just right. whenever is convenient for you. Um, Stacia will work out the schedule, right, and designate yeah. people. And then, yeah, just whatever time works for you, get on there and read a song. Yep, as long as it's done that day because I don't want nobody missing a day. Don't be missing days, people. Well, I mean, seriously, that's... Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's, because it's a schedule. Because it's daily disciples. It's, yeah. You know, we're a daily. We're disciples every day. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, oh, Tuesday. If you guys want to come to my Bible study on Jude, also message me, and I will get you on my email list. If you're already on my email list, you don't have to message me. But that study is this week in Jude, uh, seven p.m. Central, five Pacific, six Mountain, eight Eastern. Okay. So I want you there at that. We had a good study last time. It's only every other week, an hour, give or take. Um, some of you are in it, so hopefully more, more of you will come because this is where the relationships are being built and the community is being built, and you're going to need it. And, and, I, and I, you know, you're get, you need a local community as well. Those of you who don't have a home church or something, you need to find some fellowship locally because when they decide to go full out with us and the church as a whole, you're going to need a, a embody person, you know, to help you with that. So, um, you know, so just be aware of that. It's very important, um, to do that. Maybe not as convenient for you, but it's, it's just as important. So, uh, I think, I think that's it, right? Does anybody have any comments or questions? Can I answer any comments, questions? Did you do you guys like this show? This type of topic? Uh, do you do you? What do you think? Give me some feedback. Seems like there's a lot of you in here for some reason. <laughs> I'm all shocked. Hey, people showed up for the show tonight. Bareface. <laughs> Usually, people are like, "Wait, where are you at?" No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Periscope, my numbers on Periscope are pretty low. It kind of makes me laugh. I'm like, okay, whatever. The way I look at it is if you're here, then God must want you here. Okay, good. Angie says yes. All right. All right. So, uh, my friend Stacy is going to be over in Daily Disciples reading Psalm 14 today, uh, probably in a little bit. And um, those of you who, like I said, join my email list, my text message list. If you need help getting on that, just message me. I'll put you on it. Um, and then hopefully I'll see some of you on Tuesday night. And of course, keep, keep, keep the church in your prayer. Keep President Trump in your prayer. And keep all of the, you know, one of the things that we've been going through in the book of Psalms is, you know, David, he's been praying a lot about his enemies, right? You know? Pray for the salvation of those people, you know, who don't know the Lord yet. I mean, that's what it's really all about. It's not like wanting to destroy the wicked. That's God's job, and he will. Um, but he saved you by his grace if you're saved. And so your job is to pray 
for the brethren and pray for the conversion of people like Gavin Newsom and Nancy Pelosi. I mean, pray for these guys. Can you imagine? I mean, this is what I always come back to. Can you imagine if Gavin Newsom got saved? I mean, just think about it. Here is the persecutor of the church. Wouldn't it be super awesome if he got saved just like Saul of Tarsus did? Saul of Tarsus, the very first words Jesus ever said to him was, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He wrote most of the New Testament as inspired by God. So just imagine, you know, if he got saved. I guarantee you there is a revival happening in California, and I believe it's going gonna, it's gonna to sweep the nation uh, if we're paying attention and, we're, and we participate. Um, you know, God is on the move, and he's coming back. So we don't have to fret or be worried. In fact, I was talking to my dad yesterday, 92 years old. And he said to me, what did he say to me? He's, wait, hold on. I want to make sure I get this right. Because it was so profound, I wrote it down. Wait, hold on. I'm going to look at my notes just to make sure I got it right. Ah, yeah. You quote my dad on this. My dad said, worry makes it worse. So if you worry, it's making it worse, people. And um, we don't have to worry. God is in control. And uh, I say, instead of worry, worship. And it'll all be good with your soul, people. Yeah, it will. So, uh, so we'll be back tomorrow night. Randall's going to go ahead and look at Jude. And I will join him for a little bit. Then I have actual, I'm speaking tomorrow night on a, on a Zoom call at 8 o'clock, so I'm going to have to jump off on that. But um, as I always say at the end of every show, people, be bold. Now is the time. Be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And that's really the ultimate thing. Jesus loves you. God loves you. And that love transforms your life, your heart, then that love you can give to somebody else. Okay? So there you go.